This is 680-CJOB. I'm Brett McGarry. This week on The Couch Potatoes, we're going to tee up some interesting stuff coming your way over the next few days, including Season 3 of Penny Dreadful. Plus... I'm Jeff Braun. There's yet another Sherlock Holmes-inspired TV show coming our way with a bit of magic to it. We'll tee up Houdini and Doyle. Plus, we'll tell you what's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD this week. First, it's the news. From the couch. You want it to be Special Forces? Yes, sir. Why do you want to join the CIA? I'd like to help my country make a difference in the world. The average test time is five hours. I'm done, sir. It's been 40 minutes. 38 minutes. What should I do now? Whatever you want. The first full trailer has arrived for the latest Oliver Stone thriller starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's called Snowden. The political thriller tells the story of Edward Snowden, the man who exposed illegal surveillance activities by the U.S. The deputy director of the NSA offered me a new position. Can you tell me anything about it? (laughs) You know I can't. Okay, first off, I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think he's a great actor, but I'm having a hard time getting past what he's doing with his voice. Here's the real Snowden. Uh, I've been uh, a systems engineer, systems administrator, uh, senior advisor. uh. And here's Gordon-Levitt again. I'd like to help my country make a difference in the world. I guess it's a pretty close impression, but all I can see is Gordon-Levitt, and all I can hear is Gordon-Levitt uh, kind of doing this with his voice, because, uh... Anyway, he gets hired by the government to look for the bad guys, and guess who's one of the co-stars? Find the terrorist in the internet haystack. Nicholas Cage! Happy to see him in a serious film again. Maybe he's paid off all of his IRS debts and can stop making crappy movies just for a paycheck. Anyway, the film co-stars Shailene Woodley, Melissa Leo, Zachary Quinto, and Timothy Oliphant, just to name a few. It opens September 16th. The NSA is really tracking every cell phone in the world. Most Americans don't want freedom. They want security. Except people, they don't even know they've made that bargain. Are they watching us? There's something going on inside the government that's really wrong, and I can't ignore it. Kevin? Kevin, where are you? Where you are, you need to call me. Evie didn't come home last night. She was out with her friends. They're gone, too. Gone? I can tell you what happened to those girls. All you have to do is ask. They should tell the cops. Hillary woke up in the exact spot where a neighbor's daughter and her two friends disappeared from. We okay? find anything? They did pull a palm print off the driver's side window. Looks like you have some explaining to do, sport. News this week about one of my very favorite shows, The Leftovers on HBO. If you're not familiar with it, and judging by the ratings, you're not, it's the show that takes place in a world where one day, 2% of the Earth's population simply vanished into thin air. No one knows how or why, and it's all very upsetting for them. Season 1 began three years after this so-called sudden departure, and mostly it's a show about people dealing with their grief. That first season was very heavy, even hard for a lot of people to watch. I love my family. I love them. Then why did you try to kill yourself? 
So they lightened up in last year's second season a little. That clip was from season two, the lighter season. They also changed locations, which is weird for a show. The first season was set in upstate New York, focusing on the citizens of a small town. In season two, most of the main characters made their way to a town in Texas. That was thought to be magical because it was the only town in the world that did not lose a single citizen to the sudden departure. Now for season three, they're going to Australia. There was, I believe, a very small connection to Australia with one character last year, so maybe it has something to do with that. Whatever the reason, it looks like that's where the series will end, as it has already been announced that this third season will be the last. I'm sorry, Kevin, but these are not the actions of a man who loves his family. I don't want to kill myself. Well, you're certainly entitled to your opinion. Some call him Apocalypse. He was some kind of god. For thousands of years, he's been amassing mutants to take their powers. He always had four followers. Like the four horsemen. The final trailer has arrived for this summer's X-Men Apocalypse. This is the third movie in the rebooted version, the rebooted X-Men saga with a younger cast. And this time around, the bad guy is played by Poe Dameron from Star Wars. Oscar Isaac is Apocalypse. Together, we will cleanse the Earth. Everything they've built will fall! And from the ashes of their world, we'll build a better one! The cast is led by Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique, as you might recall, when X-Men First Class arrived in 2011. Jennifer Lawrence was just getting started in her career. Now she is a huge superstar. Her co-stars include Michael Fassbender as Magneto. He's also kind of a big deal now. James McAvoy as Professor X. And Sansa Stark from Game of Thrones as Jean Grey. Apocalypse means to destroy this world. It's all of us against a god the most powerful beings on Earth. Forget everything you think you know. None of that matters. You're not students anymore. We'll take everything from them. You're X-Men. There's even a little surprise at the end of the trailer regarding one of the castmates. The movie opens May 27th. Well, you've been busy. We had a little help. Kiss it on the... <laughs> and occasionally save the world. There's been a lot of back and forth the past couple of years about whether or not we'll get an Iron Man 4. Right now, and maybe by the time I finish the sentence, he'll have changed his mind again. Robert Downey Jr. is saying, maybe. He's the one who started the whole Marvel craze with 2008's original Iron Man. Iron Man, that's kind of catchy. It was super catchy, and it really caught on. I'm working on something big. Yeah, I can fly. Iron Man original recipe beat any and all expectations, raking in over half a billion dollars around the world and launching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. While other heroes joined that universe, like the Incredible Hulk, Captain America, and Thor, Iron Man spat out a couple of sequels. There was Iron Man 2 in 2010. 
Did we pick up now where we left off? Mr. Stark, please. Yes, dear. Could I have your attention? Absolutely. Ah, Gary Shandling is a crooked senator, and more crooked than we thought at first. Iron Man 2 made over $600 million globally, but did not get great reviews, and no one will say it's their favorite. Iron Man 3 in 2013 was a little better. Mr. Stark. Today is the first day of what's left of your life. It made $1.2 billion, another huge hit. But with the Avengers movies and all the crossovers, next week's Captain America movie looks like it's half an Iron Man movie, a fourth Iron Man proper might not even really be necessary at this point. And we thought Robert Downey Jr. was getting close to calling it a day. But he told ABC's Nightline this week, I could do one more. It should also be noted that while the other Avengers are still all locked into multi-picture deals, Robert Downey Jr. now negotiates on a movie-by-movie basis, so he's free to hold out until Marvel gives him as much money as he wants. Only time will tell, but I'm pretty sure we'd all gladly go see Iron Man 4. More news from the couch next. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff, he's Brett, and we're continuing now with our news from The Couch. No, I don't even know what I'm doing here because I, I got other plans in my life and this wasn't part of it. Your father was special. Tell you the truth, I don't know if he's special. Only you're going to know that when the time is right. And it ain't going to come overnight. You're going to take a beat, you're going to take this, you're going to get knocked down, you're going to get up. And you're going to see if you got the right thing. But you got to work hard. I swear to God, if you're not going to do it, I'm out. It seems like no one is working harder right now than Sylvester Stallone. He won a Golden Globe and was nominated for an Oscar for last year's Creed. Plus, he's been making all the The Expendables movies the past few years. Live for nothing or die for something. Your call. Is that an Unexpendables clip? That's Rambo. Dang it. It's interchangeable. Whatever. It would be a great career for a young buck, but he's almost 70 and not slowing down. In fact, he's about to star in a new TV show from The Godfather writer Mario Puzo. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. The Hollywood Reporter says Stallone will star as aging crime boss Raymond April in the planned TV adaptation of Mario Puzo's 2000 novel, Omerta. For being one of the biggest Italian heritage movie stars of all time, I actually don't recall Stallone being in a gangster movie before. And outside of his boxing reality show, which is actually pretty good, he's never done TV either. So, the king of sequels and franchises is trying something new. They're still shopping it around to networks, too early to say when we might get a look at Don Sylvester. Bang. Down. Owned. Here's another trailer out this week. It's for a film adaptation of the British TV series Absolutely Fabulous. I think I am now officially fatter sideways than I am front on. No, you don't need those. I am your mirror. How do I look? Fabulous. Jennifer Saunders and Joanne Lumley reunite to play Edina and Patsy, the characters they played across six seasons in the series, which spanned from 2002 to 2012. One of them is a magazine editor, the other is a PR manager, and they're both hard-drinking, drug-abusing, chain-smoking, glamour-chasing foul-mouths. You don't know this, and I don't know this, but Kate Moss is changing her PR! You've got to get her! Kate Moss, darling! 
I never watched the show, and I wish I had because the movie looks hilarious, including a nice cameo from John Hamm. I'm gonna roll away the ham. Hi, Johnny. Don't you remember me? Oh God, I can't believe you're still alive. The movie features the ladies in trouble after accidentally pushing Kate Moss into the river. This movie looks like a winner, and it opens July 22nd. Police continue to search the Thames. You have killed Kate Moss. I'm Earth Space Defense Director David Levinson, and I got some handy tips on how we can all help save the Earth. So, you know, it's not always just up to, to me by myself. That's Jeff Goldblum, star of Independence Day Resurgence, which is the sequel to the 1996 smash hit Independence Day. Approximately six hours, the signal's gonna disappear and the countdown's gonna be over. And then what? This week, a new trailer emerged for Resurgence, which is set 20 years after the first movie, and the world has united to fortify the planet for the possible return of the aliens. Well, they've returned with an even bigger ship. It's touched down over the Atlantic. Which part? All of it. Goldblum, not just a cable guy anymore. He is the Earth Space Defense Director. Bill Pullman is back. He was the president in the first movie. Resurgence opens June 24th. I had years to get us ready. We're going down! We never had a chance. We didn't last time either. It's a beautiful day. All is calm and peaceful in the meadow. Or is it? A new animated series based on a classic tale is on its way. The BBC and Netflix are teaming up for a new adaptation of Watership Down based on the book from 1972 about rabbits trying to escape the destruction of their home, later adapted into an animated film in 1978. If you look closely, very closely, you'll discover a whole new world with a world of difference, full of exciting adventure and desperate conflict. It was also adapted into a television show in 1999 to 2001 that ran on YTV in Canada, as well as in the UK. This new miniseries will be four episodes, will be CG, and is set to debut in 2017. Terrible thing is coming. What do you mean? The field. It's covered with blood. A world which bears a very curious resemblance to our own so-called human world in many ways. You're all under arrest. Under arrest. What do you mean? What for? Spreading dissension. Inciting to mutiny. Watership down. That is the news from the couch. Up next, we'll tell you if there's anything good coming home this week. You are listening to the Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes, having a look at what's coming home to Blu-ray and DVD this week. I was valedictorian in high school. I got into a fancy college. I stayed here because my parents are getting divorced. You know what you are, Terry? You're like a gas leak. We don't see you, we don't smell you, but you're silently killing us all. Maybe your dreams are all hope for now. That's a nice way of putting it. And of course, streaming services as well. This is the big one, Jeff. What is it? It's Joy, the David O. Russell movie starring Jennifer Lawrence, Robert De Niro, and Bradley Cooper, as many David O. Russell movies do. Uh, it wasn't quite the hit or critically acclaimed as I think they hoped it would be, but uh, Jennifer Lawrence got a couple of nominations for awards out of that. Did she win a Golden Globe? She might have won a Golden Globe for it. Yeah. Anything else worth uh, coming or worth picking up this week? Mad About You, the complete series, if you don't already own it. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. 
Indep- I, used to, I used to like that show. Independence Day 20th anniversary edition. We were just talking oh. about that in the news. And uh, what's this other one here that you liked the title of? I like the title. It's called Sharkinsaw Women's Prison Massacre. <laughs> no idea what it is. No, it sounds gruesome. That's all. That's basically uh, that's all that's coming home this week. Up next, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, including Houdini and Doyle. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. Going to talk some TV now. Some One of Brett's favorite returning shows coming up. And a brand new show starts this Monday. It's called Houdini and Doyle. Do you believe in the supernatural? I don't believe anything without evidence. You thought it best to dig up the body in the middle of the night? is a matter of some urgency. Ooh, bad girl, I like it. I'm Arthur Conan Doyle, this is Harry Houdini. We're working with the police. Seeing a pattern yet? There is something out there attacking people. Fear is a good thing. I am never more alive than when I'm scared half to death. Death isn't the end. What you don't see with your own eyes. Houdini and Doyle is a new drama based on the real-life friendship of Harry Houdini and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Houdini, of course, is the world-famous magi- mus- magician, not musician, magician. Mathematician? Yeah. <laughs> and now we've confused everyone. And Doyle wrote all the Sherlock Holmes stories. For now, it's a 10-episode miniseries that will air on Global in Canada and Fox in the U.S. It's set in 1900. Harry Houdini, as you heard in the clip there, a skeptic who doesn't believe anything unless he can see it himself. Dr. Arthur Conan Doyle is a believer who wants to prove that the supernatural is real. They become involved in the investigation of several mysterious deaths. So yeah, they're basically consultants for the police. And why does that sound familiar? Because every cop show, including both Sherlock Holmes shows that are already out there, I kind of like that now. Michael Weston plays Houdini. He's one of those guys you'll instantly recognize. He's had a lot of bit parts in almost all the shows. He's also one of three actors I had to look up this week for various reasons while watching TV, only to realize I knew them all from multi-episode arcs they had as patients on Scrubs. <laughs> That's right. I, I remember him now from Scrubs. I can't remember He, he was the a soldier. He was yes. a soldier with some uh, PTSD. Okay, yeah. Uh, Stephen Mangan plays Doyle. He's British, and if you do know him from anything, it's probably as Sean on the Matt LeBlanc Show episodes. He's the best part of the show. Is he really? Well, him and his wife in that show. He's got a mustache in this, and he reminds me of the guy that plays Borat. Oh, Sasha Baron Cohen. He looks like Sasha Baron Cohen with a mustache. Okay. The show looks fun enough. I like all the period stuff, uh, like I said, set in 1900. And if it's really only going to be a 10-episode miniseries, it's definitely worth a look. Uh, It might even have a conclusive ending, but I'm guessing they're only calling it a miniseries just to see how popular it is at first, because if it's a hit, I'm sure there will be more. Yeah, just another. You're right. It's it, we've talked about this before. Yeah. This trend of all of these weird uh, consulting detectives. I mean, the most recent one just had its season finale on Monday. Uh, Lucifer, right? The devil <laughs> is a consulting detective, uh, the ruler of the underworld. Which, by the way, that show had no business being as fun as it was. Yeah. But uh, thank, and I think when it first started, it got trashed by critics. But it sort of built momentum as the season went on thanks to the performance of Tom Ellis as Lucifer. So, I mean, there's a reason why they do these consulting detective things is because they're fun. Yeah, it's fun. That gives them the... the I mean, you, sort of like the easy out of getting to be a cop show but without having to 
you as cops that have to play by cop rules, you can just sort of make anyone do it. And here, I like this because, you know, Harry Houdini and Arthur Conan Doyle were real people and real interesting people at that. And they're also, it's sort of a combination of the consulting detectives mixed with supernatural stuff, which there's a lot more supernatural stuff on TV. Um, so, and actually that's what about the show that I want to tell you about. Why don't I tell you about that right now? Penny Dreadful, season three of the Showtime series begins on Sunday night. There's a creature. He has been hunting me since the dawn of time. You may be done with hell. It is not done with you. It's my favorite time of year for Sunday night television, Game of Thrones, followed by Penny Dreadful. It airs on the movie network on Canada in Canada. It's about things that go bump in the night. And the cast is led by the spectacular Eva Green, who has a darkness inside her and has been the target of the devil. It's set in the 19th century, where the term penny dreadful means a cheap rag of a storybook. Just cheap, sensational, highly illustrated stories. It's an appropriate title for the show, but not in the negative way that term was actually used, because I love Penny Dreadful. The story brings together many classic characters in one show, like Frankenstein and his monster, the Bride of Frankenstein, Dorian Gray, the Wolfman, vampires, witches, Dr. Jekyll is in it this year, and of course, Satan! The supporting cast also includes Timothy Dalton and Josh Hartnett, and what I like about the show is that it could have become the same pulp fiction like the title suggests, especially given the bizarre mashup of characters, but it's far deeper than that, using these classic characters to tackle a variety of dark and rather painful themes which highlight both, I think, the best and worst of human nature, and it's just fun. It's beautifully shot, production values are lavish, it's wonderfully acted, especially Eva Green, who consistently delivers some of the best work on television in this show. It's a scary show, though. Jeff would probably run home crying to his mommy. I watched the promo for it, and I was like, come on. Even in the commercial, it's this bad? <laughs> the promo? Yeah, I was like, oh, man, I, I just I was not into it at all. I, can't, I remember you talking about it before, but I... I I'd never seen a promo or anything, and so I didn't really, I forgot what it was, and it was like, oh, Penny Dreadful. I was like, oh, it's going to be like a Downton Abbey kind of thing or something. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it, is, it is scary at Why times. Why is everybody else scratched up and bloody? Yeah, at times it is really scary. They do it well on Penny Dreadful because it's not just sort of that jump, sort of boo kind of scare, but it's legitimately horrifying at times. Uh, they ju- But it's not just the scares they do well. They do just about everything well on Penny Dreadful. So again, Season 3 starts Sunday night on the Movie Network. And we'll just give you a quick heads up here. So Penny Dreadful starts on Sunday. Houdini and Doyle uh, premiere on Monday. It looks like the season finale for NCIS LA is on Monday. Person of Interest Season 5 premiere this is its final season i think yeah they sort of canceled it before they even started the shoot or not shooting but running the season okay and uh criminal minds season finale is on wednesday up next on on the couch potatoes we are going to tell you about a movie that jeff is excited about this weekend we'll tell you what else is coming out and i i'll just give you a quick review i went to see hardcore henry this past week and it's kind of neat so we'll talk about that next you are listening to the couch potatoes 
Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. Taking a look now at what's new in theaters this weekend. One I'm very excited about. I already bought my ticket to go see it. Key and Peele star in Keanu. Why is your door open? Keanu. Keanu! I'm sorry. Oh, what's up, bro? I'm here because my place got broken into. Has anyone shady come by here? I mean... The 17th Street Blips. The 17th Street Blips. Okay, where are they? 17th Street. The story of Keanu is this. Peel loses his kitten. His kitten is named Keanu. The boys go looking for it and get in all sorts of crazy adventures. It's literally that simple. It looks hilarious. There are actually a, a Red Band trailer out there. Clips of which we cannot play, but you should check them out if you don't mind some really strong language. There are also some pretty epic action shots of little Keanu, who's cute and hilarious. Let's just go check it out. What's the worst that can happen? One beer, please. I'll take a white wine spritz. Clarence, yeah. Clarence. Yeah. What? You can't talk like that. You sound like John Ritter all the time. You like, in the right place? Yeah, we're in the right place! Um, Tectonic. Nice. My name is Shark Tank. Oh. I'm excited for this one. It's it's 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a good hit. I read one review said he was worried he would lose consciousness. He was laughing so hard. Really? Yeah. And if, if you've seen the Key and Peele sketch comedy show at all in the last few five years, uh, you'll definitely want to go check it out. It's nice to see them getting, well, not, I don't want to say they're due, because, I mean, that show has been respected for years, and they've yeah. presented at the Emmys, and they were actually a big hit when they presented, I think, at the Emmys. And They're always funny. They had parts in Wanderlust that were hilarious. They teamed up. They played, really? They played a duo in uh, the first season of Fargo. They're always oh, good. Wow. They're very watchable. Like, even, like, in Fargo, they weren't, you know... It wasn't silly comedy like they usually do, but when they want to get silly, it's hilarious. And they've I've seen them in commercials. Yeah. So yeah, they, we're starting to see them kind of everywhere. They're becoming the the new it guys. Perhaps they'll they'll become the next sort of Amy Schumer or Melissa yeah. McCarthy in terms of big Hollywood it comedy persons. Hopefully, hopefully Keanu does really well because that'll help a lot for that. Uh, I am guessing it. It'll probably do okay. I think just because they don't quite have that star power yet. No. But everybody do maybe maybe it'll do really well because everybody likes their cat videos. And if memory like is it just me or has it not been there hasn't been a really popular comedy in quite some time. So maybe the Train stars wreck. Yeah, the stars might be sort of lining up for everyone wants to go out and have a good laugh. Yeah. Uh also out this weekend is Green Room. That's the one where Patrick Stewart plays a role like you've never seen. He plays a neo a murderous neo Nazi <laughs> and he leads a band of nasty people trying to break in to kill a band who witnessed a murder. It looks terrifying, and apparently his performance is excellent. Mother's Day is out. That's that one with Jennifer Aniston. Who all is in that movie? It's getting Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, it's 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Jennifer, or uh, Jennifer. uh, Aniston, we covered that part. No, who else is in this movie? I'm drawing a complete bank on one of the biggest biggest stars in the world. Kate Hudson. Yeah, that Julia Roberts. What is wrong with me? I never heard of her. <laughs> I, I totally blanked on her name. Uh, and it's directed by Gary Marshall. It's akin to those. Uh, what are the movies he did? Valentine's Day and New Year's Day. Oh yes, so, and now Mother's Day. Okay, yeah. so I guess we'll get Father's Day down the road, or do you think we'll just skip to Arbor Day? Sure, why Something not? like that. Also, there's uh, Ratchet and Clank is out this week. That's an uh, adaptation. It's a cartoon adaptation of the video game. I'm sure the kids will like it. Uh, 
Speaking of movies here, I went to see a movie that was in our April preview. It opened back on April 8th. I just got around to seeing it. It's an action movie shot entirely in the first-person perspective. Hardcore Henry. The truth is... Security breach. You were special. I would do like than you. You. You can save a lot of lives. But you're going to need to take a few along the way. Let's go get your wife. I love you, Henry. So what's happening there is Henry has died in some sort of an accident. His wife has brought him back to life. Now he's like the six million dollar man. He's got a mechanical arm, mechanical leg. He's been given an upgrade. And naturally it doesn't take long before something bad happens. His wife gets kidnapped. So Henry goes on a rampage. Charlotte Copley plays a whole bunch of characters in this. He's sort of the, the supporting cast. is basically entirely Charlotte Copley. Um, I will say this, it's 90 minutes of pure adrenaline, almost to the point where even for me, a fan of, of insane action movies, where I thought maybe this is a little too much. Have you seen the previews for this I've at all? I've seen the previews, yeah, and it doesn't let up at all. No. No break? There's, there's, a, there's a, a moment where I think it goes for 90 seconds where it calms down. Huh. So that's where I got up, I went to the washroom. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I missed the part that I wanted to see the most, where you see him falling out of some sort of an aircraft, and he lands in a bush or lands in a pond or whatever. I missed that, so I guess it went from calm to maybe one of the craziest parts of the movie. I missed one of the big revelations in the new Star Wars movie when it came out because of an ill-timed washroom break. You got to download the app. I do. I have it. I thought I, I, I was going to be a hero. I was like, I can make it all the way through this one. I was like, nope. <laughs> Why'd I get the large iced tea? But I can understand Hardcore Henry. I mean, it was it was hard to avoid the marketing for this. It was everywhere. They really pushed this movie, and it didn't work all that well. It didn't make a whole lot of money. I'm just pulling up the last at last report. Yeah, total gross since it opened nine million dollars. Uh, domestic. It's opening weekend. It made five million dollars, which I, I, I sh- I'm not surprised by that because it's definitely what you would call a niche movie. I mean, it's basically made to look like a first-person shooter as though it were Call of Duty, but instead of playing the game, you are simply watching the game. I give them credit. The technical achievement that they came up with uh, came up with this, for this film was quite incredible. You know, hmm. just the stunts that yeah. they pulled off, the the choreography that must have gone into this would have been painstaking, but it's it's pretty mindless. The story is is fairly weak. I didn't expect there to be a story. I did enjoy the action, but I, I think it was almost too relentless. It was hard to watch at times. You know? So it'll be better when you see it again on TV streaming or whatever, where you can like take a break halfway through for like half an hour. Yeah. And do something else and then go back to it. I'm glad I saw it on the big screen. Certainly a unique experience, but I don't know that I would recommend this for... Well, quite frankly, you have to be an action movie nut, I think, to enjoy this. Otherwise, you're going to get nothing out of it. Uh, You are listening to The Couch Potatoes.
Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes. And just very quickly here, Jeff, next week's going to be a big week for the Couch Potatoes. It is. It's the May movie preview being the first full weekend in May as well. I'm going to go see Captain America Civil War this week and have a review on that. And uh, as we said last segment, I'm going to go see Keanu as well. So we'll have the May movie preview. It's it's the beginning of the summer movie season. Yeah. So lots of exciting big blockbusters. Uh, for some, it's a great time of year. For others, it's the worst time of year when it comes to movies because you don't get a whole lot of intellectual fare. My parents, I talk to them every weekend, and it's like, what's playing that we could go see? And I was like, yeah, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That sums it up nicely. (laughs) Next week, Jeff has a review of Captain America and Keanu, and we've got the May movie preview. I'm Brett, he's Jeff, we are the Couch Potatoes. Remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. This is 680 CJOB.